0: Michelle, yeah, are we going to freeze this week? Um, are you going to freeze? Um, <laughs> For those who watch the YouTube version of the podcast, you were oh, treated kind of you were treated to Michelle frozen in time and space.. Uh, <laughs> It's weird, though, because, like, on your end, the program was crashing.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. But,
0: but yet it could still... Audio must have still been exchanging because mm-hmm. it Since knew it... to cut to you when you talked. Yeah. Strange. Yeah, it's really, really weird. <laughs> but, uh, um, so, real quick before we talk about the pleasantries of life, I want to give a quick update that uh, Henwolf is doing just fine. Um, about three hours after our last show, I got uh called by the veterinarian and told what was going on. Uh her blood work came back good, her urinalysis came back good. So she is, in fact, yesterday was her first day on ProIn, the medication to hopefully stop her her sleep incontinence. Um, and so far she's acting completely normal. And you want to talk about life can be kind sometimes. Uh, she, I can just throw her pill up in the air and she'll catch it and swallow it. so weird. That's just extra good because I, right at at the juncture right now, I have to give her two pills a day, every day forever. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it's going to be so, uh, non-eventful is very nice. Like I don't even have to wrap it in cheese. Now it is a flavored pill.
1: Mm-hmm. But, but still, but Chicano still. won't
0: touch a flavored pill. Yeah. He's like, I don't want that. It smells like food, but it's medicine. I don't want to live. So speaking of which, by the time people are listening to this, it'll be over. But um, tomorrow uh, is Chicano's surgery. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah. be uh, taking him in and getting his mass removed and it should go perfectly fine. I really don't, sure. I don't have much worry. I mean, I have worry cause I'm a worrying type but I don't have much worry. I think he's going to be just fine. He's sleeping under my desk right now. Um, he had a hell of a time with the fireworks for the 4th of July, but actually on the 4th, the day of the 4th, I gave him extra of his medicine and he wasn't too bad. I mean, you could tell he was stressed, but he wasn't horribly stressed. He wasn't Mm -hmm. like pacing and, and uncontrollably panting and drooling or anything like that. So, but, uh, but listen to Michelle flexing with her air conditioning. She's like, listen to how cool it is in here.
1: You know, last year, I, I tried to record in the bathroom to get away from the air conditioning. And then you said you didn't like the way that sounded. And it probably should be better are you, are, to do it with the air conditioning. You,
0: I mean, you are aware of how terrible that bathroom is acoustically, right?
1: Yeah, but so... <laughs>
0: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying, like, that was a horrible sounding room.
1: I know, but I was just trying to be- <laughs> make it quiet for you. Um,
0: you should just build a voice booth in your basement. You have all yeah. that space down there. Yeah, I should. That'd be really cool, actually. I could show you some tutorials on how to build incredibly cheap acoustic panels with just stuff from Lowe's.
1: My only issue is, yeah, you know, my basement's pretty dry, but it does have some you know, stuff going moisture and, um, you mean like humidity and stuff, moisture coming in from water. (laughs) Um, I, I'd be kind of worried about having something that is soft Mm. and could, could attract mold down there. So I'd have to, there are some things I'd have to take care of first.
0: Uh, I still think it'd be cool. I wish I had enough space to build a vocal booth, I do everything in my office, which is decent as far as how it sounds. It's decent.
1: Um,
0: although I, I I think I've told you, um, so I don't know now, I think it was about 10 weeks ago, 12 weeks ago, I switched audio interfaces Mm -hmm. because I not only do this show, but obviously I do weekly spooky and I do audio books and I do voiceover work and I wanted a new, uh, a new interface which is the thingy that you plug your microphone into and make it makes it a digital signal so you can use it for stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I buy a nice interface, not not like a crazy nice interface, but a nice interface. Not the cheapest interface, but not a $300 interface. Just a nice interface. And I love everything about it except one of the reasons I wanted it was that it would pipe in what is on the other audio tracks while you're recording so that I could like right. do the weekly spooky intro and hear the weekly spooky theme underneath my own voice live, mm-hmm. which helps me kind of get in the mood. And it helps me kind of, I don't know, it helps the timing. It helps everything. I love that. I love having that. And I did, I did, you know, something like 75 episodes of weekly spooky where I just did it. And then put it over top of the music, and th- there was no interaction. And I love being able to hear, like, you know, hear the music swell and then start talking right when the swell stops, or like when it's about to swell, I'll let myself pause because I'm like listening to it. And it's the same track every week, so I get, you know, used to what it does. Anyway. Mm-hmm. The entire point of this is, so it has a headphone out that you listen to, and then you choose how much mix you want, how much from the computer and how much from your own microphone. Like right now, as we're recording this, I have uh, that set up so that I hear a little bit of, well, I hear a lot of you and a little bit of me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it would be weird to want to hear a lot of me and a little bit of you. That would be very confusing. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. But, as but, nice <laughs> as it would
0: be. But so for some reason, the headphone jack just is not very good. hmm and everything sounds noisier through it. So like yesterday I was, was a little stressed out and I was doing weekly spooky. Some weeks are harder than others to do weekly spooky. Some weeks, the highlight of my entire week is getting to sit down and read a story out loud into the mic. And then some weeks that could not, nothing could sound worse for like how anxious I am or whatever. So I really have to power through it. So I was having one of those weeks and every time I listen to the back to the recording I sounded so noisy and I was like, why does this sound so noisy? I'm using an expensive mic. i I like have, a, and what happens is I don't think, Oh, something is broken. I think, Oh, I've been doing it wrong my entire life. And today is the day that I've yeah. discovered the problem. That's what I have. What mm-hmm. happens? That's what I do. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting so in my own head about how bad it was sounding over the, the headphones. Uh, and, and it could be that it's the headphones I'm using. I'm actually thinking about trying out a different pair of headphones. Um, I've been looking for an excuse to waste money on a new pair of headphones for a really long time. Maybe this is yeah. it. But so I decided in order to make sure that I wasn't crazy and that the sound is good. I I went and got my Apple AirPods Pro and put them in and connected mm-hmm. them to the computer and listened to the recordings back. And they literally sound flawless. <sighs> but I don't understand why these headphones literally add like, like room noise is what it sounds like. They add.
1: Yeah. That's weird. why it's
0: so weird. And that's why it's so frustrating. Cause I know there's some room noise in here
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I try my best to reduce it, but there's only mm-hmm. so much you can do. You know, you, you, I'm not a miracle worker. So anyway, so I got that out of the way. Oh, I, now I remember what I wanted to tell you about. I wanted to tell you something really sad okay. um, because I know how much you like sads. Um, so I'm in, uh, I mean, okay. So I'm a filmmaker. I don't know if you knew that. Um, okay. So I make movies and uh, one thing that has been really amazing in the, the space of movie making has been the community because Mm -hmm. you have, but there's lots of different types of communities. There's communities full of people who wish they could do it. There are communities full of people who do it. There are communities full of a mix of that. There's, Mm -hmm. there's lots of different communities. Well, my buddy, Jay Horton, has started one of the best filmmaking communities ever. Um, It's almost exclusively working filmmakers, filmmakers that have had stuff released. And we talk extremely openly about our experiences in business and and stuff like that, which you don't find everywhere. You don't find people who are willing to say, like, yes, this is how much money I made Mm -hmm. off of blank or whatever. And we talk like that. But every now and then somebody sneaks into the group that probably does not belong in the group. And, and usually they are, uh, self promoters or, you know, people who are just trying to say like, Hey, here's my movie. And everybody's like, we, we don't care. Like we're here to talk about making movies. Yeah. Like don't plug your movie. Cause we're not going to go watch it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, now, now if we all just talked about like, can an action movie with a female lead make money and you go, my action movie with a female lead just dropped on Amazon. That is okay. That mm-hmm. is relevant to the conversation. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of us want to watch it. Mm hmm. But when you just walk in and go, Hey, everybody, me, it doesn't work. Well, on top of that, you get people who are like foreign and they don't really understand what the group is about. They're just hoping to get business. And then you get people who just really can't read the room. So in the film business, there are things called sales agents and producers reps. And often they do the exact same thing, which is they, they sell your movie to marketplaces and they can be an incredible partner. They can be an incredible, a uh, uh, biz- strategic business partner, having a uh, producer, rep or a sales agent. Mm-hmm. They can also be shysters um, because it's not impossible to become a sales agent. I have literally sales agented movies for friends Now, granted, I mean, I've been in the business for a while and I've sold a bunch of movies, but like, so, but if I've agented other movies, I could clearly go start a sales agent company tomorrow if I wanted to. Now, how good would I be? Maybe not. Not very good. (laughs) I could be great or I could be terrible. In fact, uh, during uh, quarantine, that was something I I said whenever I was really frustrated. I'd say like, I didn't start doing this to become a sales agent because I felt like all I was doing was agenting all day long. So, but there are all kinds of different sales agents and a lot of them are scams. A lot of them will come and find you and be like, Hey, you know, insert name here. I noticed you have insert movie here, which they have not seen. We would love to do something with it. And all we need is some money. Mm -hmm. So there are in there are involved ways of ripping you off, and then there are simple ways of ripping you off. The involved ways of ripping you off are saying, like, oh, golly gee, uh, Michelle, your movie is totally good for the European market, but Mm -hmm. it needs a QC, so that's $300, and here's our guy to QC through, and then they probably get a kickback from it. Yeah. The other one is, oh by golly, we talked about this last week. By golly, you need ENO insurance. Here's our ENO rep. And then they get a kickback because they send you to the ENO guy, the mm-hmm. errors and omission insurance guy. So then, <laughs> those are like the advanced scams. And 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 and, and they may not actually be scams. It may be that they're just taking advantage of the fact that you don't understand that your movie's not going to be as successful as you hope they they're like, Hey, let's have you put a couple grand in. And in reality, your movie may make no money at all.
1: But that's, I mean, that's close to being, a it's a scam. close,
0: it's close to a scam. Well, so here's, well, here's the deal. So in, in, <laughs> In the filmmaking group today, this morning, right before you and I sat down to record together, this gentleman posts. And a week ago, he had posted about how he had an agenting company. Um, He wasn't like being aggressive or particularly scammy sounding, but he was like, here's my website. Here's what we do. And a few people said, like, that's cool. That's it. Nobody cared. Nobody could Mm -hmm. give a fuck. Mm -hmm. So today he posts and said, would you pay? Oh, and so that's sorry. I almost got ahead of myself. The scammy scammer scams just say, like, we want to agent your movie, give us $3,000. Yeah. That's it. And now they may say, like, and it's for ENO, and it's for QSA, and it's for, yeah, you know, but th- that's what they'll do. So he says, would you pay an upfront fee for a sales company to help you with film distribution? Which is wonderfully vague, right? To help you with film distribution. What does that mean? Is there a guarantee in there that you're going to do anything? But would you? right? Mm-hmm. Here's the immediate responses in order. Nope. No, 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 never. Uh, no, I'm, these are different people. No, mm-hmm. no, no. And then one, and then, but then it's, you get people like there are hundreds of companies like this. And mm-hmm. then you get one that says, uh, uh, one that said never been doing this for close to 20 years. And only one rep has asked for a fee up front. Then he switched tactics and said he was actually a producer's rep. Um, in this business any upfront fee usually means very little will happen with your film because a legit a legit sales agent knows what, that his percentage he will make on the back end will be more um, mm-hmm. and then the funniest part is says, seriously don't pay this person or company it won't end well the guy is the company that's really funny mm-hmm. but so then i decided because a few people then a few people had said like well maybe i mean if they are you know good they have a good track record so i commented and said here's why i won't pay mm-hmm. i was the first person to say no on this thread by the way i put Quote, hey, filmmaker, great job investing so much time and money into your project and taking the risks to get it out there. We are not interested in risk, so pay us up front. We have no confidence in our ability or business model. (laughs) Because because a real sales agent, a real one that's going to make money or at Mm -hmm. least try is going to be like, here's the deal. Like, I'm just going to make up some numbers, but you know, here's the deal. We're going to take your movie and we're going to keep, and we're going to split the the proceeds 80, 20 in your favor after we recoup $15,000 in expenses. Mm -hmm. Now from there, you can negotiate. I have got, I have one time on a contract. I got a $25,000 spending cap knocked down to zero. By asking, by going like, <laughs> do you think we could do not? <laughs> so you you never know. I mean, negotiation is a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I once negotiated a contract for for aggregate uh, aggregate sale of six movies while I was at the grocery store. Aww. I was just emailing back and forth, you know? <laughs> I think uh, 40, 60 would be fair. I think 25, 75 sounds fair to me. Uh, I just can't do that. How about we do uh you know, we do 30% in your favor and we never talk about it again. That's one of my favorite (laughs) my favorite negotiation tactics, by the way, is once we once we went back and forth more than three 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 times, what I have to say is like, how about we just do this and never have to talk anymore about this? Mm Because I'm tired of it already. So anyway, I didn't mean for this to be like a, a movie sales seminar. But this poor guy, he probably has legit desire to help but he doesn't have clearly legit desire to risk his own money to build his business. And that pisses me off one of now. So I've dealt with a lot of distributors and most of them have it will expense against your movie. Um, and usually it's not like a flat fee, like a sales rep sales reps will be like, Oh, it's $25,000 or $50,000 or whatever. And that's, they say that that's for like, that's you're paying your part of them going to the, uh, Sales offices all over the world. You're paying for their, you know, them to go into the film festivals. You're paying for all that stuff, and then you're paying for like the marketing and the artwork and the blah 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 blah. And they're they're not lying. It's just that it's not that expensive usually. Now, the funny thing is, if your movie costs like a quarter of a million dollars, then yeah, it probably would cost them twenty thousand dollars to get a sale. But they're probably going to make a lot of money.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: So anyway, um, but with like a traditional distributor, you'll have your split agreement and then they'll have expenses, but the expenses kind of come as they come. Like if they make DVDs of your movie, they may be like, okay, that's $2,000 in expenses for the DVDs we made, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, we spent $500 making your artwork. Oh, we spent a thousand dollars cutting your trailer. Oh, we, uh, we, we, we spent $500 delivering your movie to like digital platforms. And you know, you make that back and then your split starts. Mm -hmm. That's totally completely normal. And I've, I've dealt with that a lot. Um, but I've also dealt with, um, there's one distributor who he may be my favorite, although we've done the least amount of business together, of course, but he may be my favorite distributor because his attitude is every time a check comes in, he splits it and gives you your half. And when huh. people say like, what about expenses? He's like, well, I mean, I didn't pay anything to make the goddamn movie. Why should you pay me to make the goddamn DVDs?
1: Yeah. I yeah. love that. attitude. Mm-hmm. Of course
0: he is a director that's why that's why he has that attitude so anyway uh but uh somebody had commented on this thread later on and said because a lot of people were just like no 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 i mean literally like 30 no's um and then one guy said if they have a good honest strategic plan is your phone ringing
1: no it's not ringing i don't even know how that ringtone got like that everything's fine
0: I want everyone to know that Michelle doesn't silence her phone during. The
1: I'm show. silencing it right now. I'm having phone problems. My my operating system updated and everything's
0: weird now. Michelle doesn't silence her phone. It's silenced now. That tells you how what she thinks of the listeners. That she's like, eh, maybe I'll take a call." Harsh.
1: I mean, if it was important, I would have <laughs> taken it.
0: But, uh, so somebody commented that if they had a good strategic plan, yes, so far only crooked con men and women. So then the poster commented said, could you describe the strategic plan more? What kind of things would you want to see? So then the guy said a real plan with weekly goals and objectives based on past success. And I immediately replied, you'd think with all that success, they could take their piece off the earnings. (laughs) And then the poster said, wouldn't it save you money if you got to keep all of the gross receipts? And I said, yeah, if there are any. (laughs) That's one time when I was making a distribution deal. um, The deal was 60-40 in the distributor's favor, which is now much less common. But... Back then it was somewhat common Mm -hmm. and I said, yes, and I should have fought, but I fought a little bit. I was, I was 21. I should have fought a little bit, but the main reason I didn't fight a little bit is he said, look, I know other places will give you 50, 50, but 50, 50 of zero is zero. And 50, 50 of 15 is a lot less than 60, 40 of a hundred. So I did the deal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So anyway, I don't know. I just thought I found that amusing. Um, that like, it was just a swarm of like filmmakers who've sold their movies all over the world, all in unison, shooting down this concept.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I also feel bad for that guy. Um, I don't think he's trying to be a scammer. I think he's just lazy. Eh. Uh, well, haven't you ever had somebody be like really crummy or whatever? And you're like, and you're like, huh, are you evil or are you just incompetent?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think he's just incompetent. I think he he, just doesn't know what he's talking about.
1: Well, maybe this will help him then. Maybe he will see it and he'll go, oh, maybe I have to actually put some of the risk in myself (laughs) in order to make a business.
0: Well, but now, hold on. Most people don't risk anything when they start a business. That's why capitalism is bad because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to do, but nobody else can do it except the people who do it. Yeah. Yeah. That is the most succinct description of other people's description of capitalism I've ever come up with. <laughs> I'm so mad. What they do isn't even hard. Why don't you do it? It's unfair. <laughs> Tax them more. Um, so anyway... Now that I've bullshitted for a long time about a bunch of stuff, uh, I just need to get that off my chest. And if any uh, young filmmakers are listening, you just got a lot of free education. You are welcome. Uh, (laughs) So Michelle, how far are you from done with, uh, with your home inspector school?
1: Uh, I well, I have one more uh, class. Is is that tonight? (gasps) Yeah.
0: Tonight's your last class. Yeah. The last ever?
1: I mean, probably.
0: That's exciting! I guess. So, you have your last class tonight, and then I know you told me you wanted to spend about a month reviewing and preparing to take the exam.
1: I don't remember setting a time limit, but I do remember saying, really?
0: You said a month to me. Okay,
1: then a month. No, you don't have to do
0: a month. I think I think that sounded long, but I'm not here to tell you how to live your life.
1: Yeah. I mean, apparently, I guess I was just talking. I, <laughs> I want to spend an amount of time going over things.
0: Yeah. 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 So uh, and you have what? Three inspections left? Two inspections left? No, I have th- three. I have three? three. Do you have any scheduled this week? hmm. How many?
1: Uh, just one Um, because I couldn't schedule anymore because it took away my credit because the, the website stopped. The website used to work <laughs> not well, not correctly. Uh, and now it works correctly. So I could only set one up at a time.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, sure. The website did it to you.
1: Otherwise, I'd be at one today right now.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's why we recorded on Saturday last week, uh-huh. which was party time, except that you didn't wear a Hawaiian shirt or anything.
1: You didn't tell me.
0: I, there's no way I didn't. It should be pretty much known that if we're recording on a weekend, you're supposed to, you know, mm-hmm. dress like it's the weekend. But whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but no, that's very exciting. So, once your schooling is finished, are you allowed to take the test before you have all of the uh, shadows done? Or no?
1: yeah, because it's not it's not the New Jersey test; it's the national test. So I could take it whenever. I could have taken it already. Honestly, oh sure. Um, I just. Don't know
0: anything. So, and then you have to take the New Jersey test later.
1: No, it's the it's just the tests.
0: So oh. it's
1: just New Jersey. Just is one. If you pass, they they're like, oh, okay, that oh
0: that's okay, the good. one we do. So oh, so so you why does anybody take the New Jersey test then if they can just take There's the national test? There's no New test? Jersey test. Oh, oh, you were just it was a hypothetical New Jersey test
1: yeah exactly yeah no there's no there's no new jersey (laughs) test there's just there's just the the national one and that's the one that new jersey you have to pass
0: okay Uh, uh, for the record (laughs) it sounded like there was a new jersey test because you're like it's not a new jersey test, but you just meant because jersey is generally difficult is that why you were saying why you even referenced a jersey test you were saying it was like difficult i
1: I think so probably yeah (laughs)
0: Because you said it's not like the New Jersey test.
1: Oh, oh, that's no, no, that's my fault. It is, um, it, I used like as just like a place filler, not, not as a what the word means. So I, I just, so what I was trying to say is it's not a, it's not like, it's not New Jersey's test. It's, oh, it's a national test yeah Oh,
0: okay sorry sorry no that, that's you, my fault that's why i was so confused i thought i was going crazy too you could have kept that up and gaslit the shit out of me very well by the way if you had just kept that going
1: but i didn't yeah i know
0: <laughs> but that's exciting so uh so once you take your test and have your because you have to have the shadows as well right you have to mm-hmm. have all of those in order yeah. to get your full certification right yeah new jersey um oh okay so so in pa you could you could start once you pass the test but in jersey you also have to have the shadowing
1: um pa is really really weird cuz pa doesn't have any certifications or anything it's one of those states <laughs> where you can just where like they're like you got to join a national home inspector organization that requires you to complete at least 100 inspections before being a full member. But there's no such thing as being a full member at any of these.
0: <laughs> so that's not I don't confusing.
1: know. I don't know like if I should practice MPA, if I should not practice MPA. Like I'm already a member of one of them. So
0: I mean I would say practice in as many places as you can. As you're but just as with a reason.
1: It's it's um it's one of those things where it's like I have to decide if that's safe.
0: I don't safe? I,
1: yeah, like, cause Technic... I, I don't know. It, cause PA is so weird because it's like, you need to do this thing but we have no way to tell if you did this thing. So... Cause we don't have any oversight. So... I don't know. It's
0: not... Well, as long as you do a competent job, aren't you safe?
1: Well, n- I'm never safe because they can always just sue me. Cause I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. And... You know, and then the house fell down.
0: But that's what your ENO insurance is for.
1: Yeah, it is. Then, but they'll still sue me through my ENO
0: insurance. <laughs> I mean, fair. which
1: is why I'm going to have an LLC. By the way, I decided. Okay,
0: because so. a single party LLC is often not divisible from the the owner. Hmm. You just I'm, I am not giving any legal advice. I just want to say. Make sure, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having an LLC. Just make sure you look into it because single owner LLCs don't offer that much, as much protection as you think. That's why I never did one.
1: Yeah, I'll have to Um, look into it because, right, because if I, if it's not going to really offer any protection to, I mean, I have insurance for that. But if it's not going to offer any additional protection, then fuck it. Like, it's just more paperwork.
0: Yeah. Or, Or it may be that you, it's been a while since I looked into it. It's been a few years now. But the last time I looked into it, being a single owner LLC just meant you were not in any way divisible from the company as far as taxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can form an LLC that's much more complicated, that has mm-hmm. like completely separate tax holdings and everything like that. But then it's just insanely more complicated. Yeah. So yeah. But I mean, you'll figure out what's right for you, and you'll talk to a to an expert to to find out. I just every every few years, I'm like, should I go LLC, and then I just stay as sole, sole proprietor because it's mm-hmm. just. Cause the problem is like, if I want full protection, I need to be like an S core or something, but that's a lot of work. Like you have mm-hmm. to keep tons of records and, and all kinds of shit. So anyway, um, but if, if, if it's, if, <laughs> If it's cheaper to just not be a single owner LLC, I will happily own 0.5% of your business in order to just technically not be a single party LLC.
1: Well, that's very nice of you.
0: I'm just offering. I think, I I mean, if that's legal or whatever the lowest legal limit is, which I assume would be at worst 1%. But I feel like, because maybe they don't allow you to own fractions of a percentage. I don't know
1: yeah i, I have I no don't know idea about that so. the only good thing about having an llc in pa is um it like most places if you have an llc you have to like file every year and pay money and stuff mm-hmm. like you have to do a report and then you pay like 170 some odd dollars a year to kind of renew your llc
0: mm, you don't do that here
1: well, you do it in a lot of states
0: hmm.
1: um, in yeah, in PA. There's just not any anymore.
0: See, that sounds like what I was talking about with the single the single owner LLC, where it mm-hmm. just you just file one tax return. Mm-hmm. But that would suggest that you have very little protection <laughs> if you only yeah. file one tax return. No,
1: no, no. It's not the tax return. It's like your renewal on mm-hmm. the day that you decided to be an LLC report thing. Hmm.
0: I'd have to look into it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know every state is different. I know New Jersey it's yearly and it's $70. Of course it is. Yeah.
0: Um, so LLCs, they are a little confusing. So, but uh, I've been a sole proprietor for a few years and it's fine, but being LLC is fine too. And then you can just file DBAs under your LLC. If you still want to try to do the two company names at once <laughs> thing that we talked about, which we won't talk about on the air because yeah. I don't want to give away your business genius. I'm telling you though, I'm very sorry, LLC. That's like the, that's if you're going to, if you're going to do it. So, but no, that's very exciting. And I hope that, uh, that you, I, I hope you move swiftly. Cause I know you want to get a change in your life
1: mm.
0: and I want you to get a change in your life too. Thanks. Hey, and we're like two weeks away from seeing each other in person. Yeah, we are in, in human person. Mm -hmm. I thought about having us do a podcast while we're in the same room, but I think I'll be too tired. (laughs) So, but I might change my mind just in case I'll pack, you know, some recording stuff. Okay. So, but so no promises people out there, but maybe we'll do a a podcast in person um, with each other, but I'm just excited to see you. It's been like a year and a half Mm -hmm. since I've seen you because of the COVID thing. Cause usually I see you in the summer and maybe in the fall. Yeah. And yeah, both summer and fall were pretty big busts last year. So,
1: yeah.
0: So I'm looking forward to that. So, but uh, man, now I'm going to go for no reason read about LLCs as soon as we're off this.
1: Yeah, me week. too. Well, not as soon as, but today, because yeah. I got to figure this out.
0: <laughs> we got to, maybe we should change this, the name of the show to this show is Awkward LLC. Just so we're protected. We don't have to we're not gonna file anything, but we'll just no, make it. Yeah. Banana. yeah L- Incorporated LLC. Uh, uh, Esquire. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You can email us at this show is at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com. Or whatever. See you next time.